Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of Mixer-approved ages. We are Boom the Night. I'm Night Tide, and this is... My Boomstick. Hey, guys. Right on cue. It's so good. See, dude, yeah, I was ready this week. I was like, he's not going to say... He's going to say my name, but I'm going to need to be the one to actually, you know, bring it in. You got to... You gotta. I mean, it, this is you, baby. This is what professionals show too. do, guys. Anyway, so guys, we got a fun fun talk for you this week. We're going to talk about some gaming news that came out, and then we're going to we're going to talk about uh, uh, a fun streamer topic that that might get a little existential, but we'll we'll try and rein it in. But basically, like you're you're finding your place in this wide world of streaming. So that being said, though, we're that that's later. That's later. You mm-hmm. just Mm-mm. be patient. Uh, so, but now we got some we got some or skip hobbies. ahead. It's it's a podcast. Like or or skip ahead depending on. Dude, that's something yeah. we need to talk to Anchor about. Like, you can't skip ahead on Anchor's podcast. Oh, can you not? No, but you can on on iTunes and Google Play. So, I, I listen whenever I want to go back and listen to our own podcast. I always do it on Google Play Music because I can actually skip ahead if I want to. <laughs> huh. Anyway, I, we don't I want you skipping ahead. You need to listen to all this goodness. Yeah, do it, do it. It's all good. Don't don't skip it. Was, it. it was a suggestion, not something you need to do. Right. You know, after after you've listened to it through the first time and, you know, sent it to your friends and things, you might want to skip back to some different parts that you like, you know. But anyway, you're listening to this. But no, the first one is uh, there was a new trailer that dropped this week for Shadow of the Tomb Raider. And uh, I just made Boom watch it. What'd you think? It was... Well, let's put it like this. It was good in in the sense of it looked really nice. And I'm, I'm excited to see where the series goes and how it plays. But, like, even I was telling you before the show... That like it seems like that whole trailer was nothing but combat. It wasn't about exploration really. It was about her killing dudes up until she killed the final dude to be in front of a whole bunch of other dudes. And so it's one of those things that I'm like, man, I really hope this game doesn't lean on the combat because that was definitely its weakest point in the last game. So I I have done a, a little bit more research than you just watching the trailer. So I can I can tell yeah. you about some things and we can get your reaction to it. So one, I thought the trailer was good. I thought it was well done. Um, it was very combat heavy, um, but it also was very movement heavy, right? Like Laura's, you know, climbing as she normally is and like underwater and doing all kinds of weird stuff. Um, but what I can tell you is that there was a recent play test that uh, uh, people from the media community got to do and they said one of the things that they're actually focusing on is getting back to basics on the tombs. So there's going to be big, yes. massive, expansive tombs. And part of the reason of that is, so you had Tomb Raider, then you had Rise of the Tomb Raider, and now you have Shadow of the Tomb Raider. And apparently within this trilogy, this is supposed to be uh, Lara's kind of coming-of-age story, as, as like, or her, her origin story as becoming the Tomb Raider, right? So, well, what's funny to me is like Shadow of the Tomb Raider sounds like, like at this point she's old. You know what I mean? Like a shadow of her I have former a theory self. But... On that. I have a theory on that. Um, but yeah, so she's, this is kind of like her really starting to get into like solving puzzles and getting sucked in and big tombs and things like that. So there's yeah, some pretty yeah. complex things that you have to do in this game. So they've really focused down on tombs from what people are saying. Uh, I think combat based on the trailer is something that's going to be a focus in this game. But I, I think potentially more than the combat being a focus, I think what this trailer kind of, um, displays is Lara's kind of evolution as a character, right? And yeah. I think we're going to see a much darker Lara. So in the first game, she's like super innocent, right? And oh my god, I have to like kill things to survive, and I have to kill people to survive, and 
it's really jarring and shocking and and there's not as much of it and she you know, was definitely kind of not stuff. afraid of the stabby stabby in this one no and and so in the second one though she's you know more uh, attuned to it more adept at it but she still doesn't seem like she's very like bloodlusty and yeah. in the trailer to me it almost made it seem like she enjoyed it like she was toying with the soldiers you know uh, hanging the one dude up and and going back and forth and i think that's i think that's kind of what the title and the last part of that trailer are trying to get across is that maybe Lara in this game is so far swung the other way from the pendulum that she's like super deep into it and just really willing to kill and really willing to do all these things uh, to get what she wants. And so she's kind of becoming a shadow of her former self. So I think, I think maybe that's going to be the theme of this game. At least that's kind of what I'm picking up. Like, cause you know, she goes well, to save that that's, dude, right? That's kind of what I'm assuming is where it's, yeah, it's like, you know, where she started off like, you, you know, the first game starts off with like her and her friends or whatever camping. Right. And like, you know, now, yeah, it's like this, this is her becoming who, you know, she was in the original games. Uh, yeah, so it definitely, I definitely feel like it's going to probably end up being that. You know, I was joking saying, you know, it seems like she's going to be old or something. But yeah, it definitely feels like, you know, she's going to, you know, go full bore into like, Finding the truth and, and all that jazz. Right. I think I think she's going to have to find herself a good bit. Kind of like if you – I've watched the trailer, again, a number of times, and I kind of thrust it on you here. But the the one thing that I kept seeing over and over is at the very end, like she saves the dude, right? And you're like, yay, Laura saved him. Great. Yeah. But then the dude like runs away from her, and the other guy that's like, you know, Mayan crazy priest dude, and he's just like looking at her like, oh, please, like don't kill me too. You know, like it, it, yeah. it, it was this very much like she was just she as bad interrupted as the a, dude. Well, she yeah, was well, just like, as bad as the dude she just killed, right? In their eyes. Yeah. Like, she was just as terrifying as the, as the crazy guy in the mask, right? Well, so, I mean, it could have been one of those things where like the dude was okay being sacrificed because he assumed he was doing a good deed. And like she just came and like pissed all over their culture. I, I it, the, the guy was wearing normal clothes. I think he was definitely not a willing participant, but that. I, I think he was. Very, I don't think he was like Habamshi Bai, right? Like I think he was. I think he was like, please no, don't kill me. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. It's it's a trick. I don't know the way he. Re- that's the thing. The way he reacted to her though seemed very much like, oh god. Yeah, you like I, I, I'm. I'm pretty sure if I didn't want to be stabbed, and the person stabbed the guy that was going to stab me, I would at least hit him with a crispy high five. Like thanks. Yeah, exactly. Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't be sitting there like. It's a good point. Uh, you know, back away, evildoer. Not like, nah, <laughs> like, my you know, savior. At least a hug is at least in order, my I think. My savior in mud. Yeah. I don't know. We'll you see. Know. But I'm, I don't know. I'm excited. I, I really have enjoyed the the previous games in the entry or in the in the kind of reboot of the series, and I think it's good. I still need to see the movie. I haven't seen the movie yet. Which, oh, oh the, uh, the new one? Yeah, the Tomb Raider movie. Yeah, I don't think anyone saw it. <laughs> I thought it actually did really well, but the reviews were mixed. Yeah, I think it did okay in and the box uh, office. Uh, I think reviews uh, were just hang mixed. On, hang on, hang on. Tomb Raider box office. There we go. Let's uh, <laughs> uh, box office mojo. Domestic total as of May 2nd, $56 million on a <laughs> production budget of $94 million. Yeah, that's not good. Ouch. Now, for, no, okay, foreign gross... 215 million. Oh, there you go. 
So yeah, it's America. Step up your game. Well, I mean, don't I mean, get me wrong. It, it, it could like, have Tomb sucked. Raider, Tomb Raider is more of a uh, Tomb Raider kind of because it was a PlayStation, you know, kind of title. I could see, I could definitely see foreign markets being all about that that uh, that PlayStation uh, character hype and wanting to go see the movie. Well, it's just like World of Warcraft too. Like World of Warcraft did way better internationally than it did. Oh yeah, like so much so where they could they justified making another one just because of the foreign market. The U.S. Wait, there's another, like, there's another Warcraft movie coming out. I think so. Yeah. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I think they're working on a sequel right now. I think they need to cast their, well, I mean, their that's, leading that's roles a, better, but that's neither here that, nor there. I don't want to talk about World of Warcraft. Well, no, I mean that actually happened. Like that's why we got a second Pacific Rim. Like it only did okay in America, but like it did insanely well everywhere else. I still need to see that too. because giant robots fighting is awesome. All the time, it's awesome. I had I had this conversation with people at work. I was like, I got really mad at my wife because I took her to a Transformers movie one time. I think it was the second Transformers movie, and it's mm-hmm. the middle of the movie. Optimus whips out his flaming blades for the first time in the entire series and starts tearing up Decepticons like just knife through butter. And my wife's texting next to me. And I was like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. What is She's like, deal? I'm so bored. I'm like, how are you bored? Optimus is slaying all the Decepticons. She goes, I just had so much fighting. I'm like, okay, literally, That's this is why I go to the movies alone. <laughs> Transformers is not about story. All you haters of Michael Bay's Transformers because the story doesn't make sense I mean... or the characters don't make sense or you don't like Shia LaBeouf or whatever, I don't care. It is amazing that we get ginormous robots that are beating the crap out of each other. It doesn't have to make sense. I don't I don't like those movies though. Like I can respect your opinion on it, but I don't like them either because I just don't think they're very good. Like I don't even think like the Transformer like the first two are are good. Or at least the first one I I enjoy. But like all the other ones now like especially the third one with Shia and then like then on are like just damn near they're just awful. They're so bad. I just I just like giant monsters beating the crap or giant machines beating the crap out of the giant machines. I mean, I do, I, I do too. I That's just, oh, I, God. I, can, I literally can ignore the rest. I couldn't tell you what the hell happened in any of them, but I can tell you that I witnessed some awesome fighting of big giant robots and that's all that matters. And we're, we're down a rabbit hole. So I'm, I'm bringing us back. Reeling, I gave us some slack when we're reeling it in. So let's, uh, let's, let's move on. Cause I, I'm going to say, I'm going to move, I'm going to move red dead up. Cause I think the third one, the other, the one that was going to be second one, that's now the third one, is going to be one we're going to talk about a little bit more. Uh, but okay. Red Dead Redemption Two released a trailer this week. It was more of a story <sighs> trailer that depicted you as part of a gang of of peeps robbing a train and then kind of running from the law. I don't know, man. What did you What did you think? I, honestly, uh, I know I I woke up to that trailer already being released, and everybody was like, "Oh my god, Red Dead!" Like, and and then I watched it. And I was just like, <laughs> okay, like what, what, what is everybody getting excited about? Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand why, what everyone is so stoked for right now. Yeah, dude, I'm and telling because, you. Because, because like it was, just, it was a game. very underwhelming trailer. Yeah, I don't, I don't have the hype for this. I literally don't have the hype for this game. Yeah, it was super under, no, don't get me wrong. I want to play the living bejesus out of this game. But it's super. It, it's been a super underwhelming game, uh, 
it's, it's just super underwhelming. Like it's 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 or the trailers have been super underwhelming. Like, you know, I know that whole thing. Like at the end, it's John Marston, and like, don't get me wrong. Like, hell yeah, dude. Like, let's get it on again. Yeah, bring him like, back. Part, man, that's fine. Like, part of me still hopes that the end of the original Red Dead, and like, you know, that game's like eleven years old now, so I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. Like, you know, the fact that like he was gunned down at the end of that, dude. Like, it like part of me still holds out hope that eventually it's going to cut to like an old John Marston just telling a story around a campfire um, that, you know, like he, he, you know, it was like a government cover up to kill him so he could go live a quiet life. Right. Kind of. Um, but, but yeah, um, I don't know, dude. Like it's, I, my reaction of that trailer is bad because I didn't have a reaction to that trailer. You know what I mean? Like I watched it and I was just like, huh, okay. Like it, I I I I, gen- I don't like Rockstar games. To for full disclosure, I am not a fan of Rockstar games. I think they I think Rockstar's gameplay engine is clunky. The gameplay never feels good, in my opinion. But RDR is the one exception. Like it is the exception that proves the rule because I freaking love Red Dead Redemption. Like I could I could play that game for hours right now, and Dude, just I, get lost in it. I went back to my original Xbox and threw in Red Dead Revolver. Mm-hmm. And it was still fun. Like, it was definitely super good. clunky. But, yeah, it, it felt good. Like, but, yeah, Red Dead Redemption was a, was a fantastic game, and I 100% that game. Like, don't give me, like, for, by all rights, I should be jumping out of my chair in love with this game. I just, I, I've said this before. You're not, yeah. I, I feel, I feel not as excited about it because I don't like where they're approaching the story. Yeah. I don't, I, I I've, I don't have the bad guy fantasy. So the fact that I'm I'm already set up to be a person in a gang yeah. of of robbers or whatever doesn't doesn't sit with me, right? Like Marston's character sure, he he had a past but he was trying to like move on. You know, so like it was somewhat understandable. He was kind of the silent gunslinger and it's the wild yeah, west. Yeah, so yeah, everybody, yeah. you know, was shooting people. But like I don't I don't have that. I want to be the guy robbing banks. I don't want to do that stuff and I feel like they're trying to take just based off of the trailers and based off of kind of what I know works for them and what they're good at, I feel like they're trying to take this from being a, a Red Dead Redemption game and turn <clears> this into a Western Grand Theft Auto. And I just don't want that. I well, I mean, the thing the thing is, dude, like, I we're going to get a very deep, engrossing story, I think. But, dude, Grand Theft Auto Online has made so much money. Right. So much money that, like, if you think they're not going to do any kind of thing like this to capitalize on people that want, like, an Old West game like this, you're crazy. Like, oh, it I know. Is, that's what I mean. Is That's why I say yeah. maybe this game's not going to be for me. Like, maybe this one's not. Maybe I just fondly remember Red Dead Redemption, and I don't worry about the second one because the second one is, is you know, you know, Red, Red Dead Grand Theft Auto, right? And I don't, I don't need that. So, I don't know. Well, we'll that, see. We'll I, see how it all pans out. I, I think... I, I, I think, I hope they're going to kind of keep it in that still, same Red Dead vein. I think they're smart enough to, to know. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't like the games, but they know how to make it. It's a good game. It's oh, a yeah, great yeah. game. Like, yeah. just because I don't like it doesn't mean I don't think it's good. It's a great game. Yeah, um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I, I, I'm hoping they'll be smart enough to definitely keep it within itself. Like, they know what made Red Dead great. And 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 that's because it wasn't Grand Theft Auto; it was its own thing. And I, hopefully, they're smart enough to continue with this. But that being said, we're definitely getting the the Red Dead Redemption version, or or of of 
of whatever Grand oh, Theft Auto Online, Online is. is. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, absolutely. And that could be fun. Like, I'm not going to say, like, the online part of Grand Theft Auto has always seemed like it could be fun. Like, car races and doing different stuff. Like, that could be fun, right? Like, but, and again, I don't know. It, with, the, yeah. with, the, with the amount, the little amount of kind of multiplayer I play on those types of games, yeah. if that's the pull factor, I don't know if that's going to be for me. I would rather invest time in the game we're going to talk about next. State of Decay 2. So this one isn't necessarily about a trailer. This one's more about the fact the game's coming out in like a week and a half. And uh, I know you were a big State of Decay 1 fan. How, how, yes. What is your excitement level for number two? Uh, I, in, my excitement level's so high, like I haven't really looked at any of the coverage because I Ooh, want to go in. I do. Like it's, it's one of those things like part of me, don't get me wrong, I'm seeing all this info about it and I really, really, really want to click on it. <laughs> but and and chances are I'll eventually crumble and click on it. But I'm so excited for the game that I, I do want to go in dark. I, I want everything that's new about that game to be new to me. And and and, and experience for what it, it, it genuinely is without any kind of preconceived notion walking into it. Well, I feel bad for what I told you the other day. <laughs> I, I, no, 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 no. It's, it's like something like that's fine. More or less what he, he told me, guys, is that, you know, it's going to kind of do away with more story stuff and it's going to be, you know, more open world zombie driven, which is what I've always suggested that game should have been to begin with. Right. Well, like, the, you know, it, it was more it was more of a there was a media again, there was a media playthrough and they only got to play for like an hour, I think, or something in but it was them just playing multi like there was playing the playing the game and the one of the comments from one of the people was just like there wasn't a, it didn't seem like there was a whole lot of story like yeah. it just did a lot of looting and like going back and doing this and that stuff and and the per, and and that person had not she had not actually played the first game and uh, I guess actually it was the kind of funny cast and they were talking about it and mm -hmm. and I think it was in you know Greg Greg's like out of his mind he's like but this is exactly what i wanted and this is this is more of what made the first game great and yeah so yeah. he was super stoked for for red dead 2 because he was such a huge fan of uh not red dead of state of decay 2 because he was such a big fan of state of decay 1 so i think in terms of you wanting to kind of go in dark and and you know maybe this is just great information for for those of you that maybe have or have not played state of decay it's it's very much a methodical zombie survival game where you're trying to kind of build a community you go and you loot certain areas and you come back and, and yeah. the, the, the quests of helping people or getting resources are kind of the emergent gameplay that becomes the story. And, and you know, that's okay with me. We've, we've had uh, we've had sea of thieves, right? Which has no story of its own and all of the, the tales and the, the cooler talk that, that you have, you know, after you get done playing the game is all based off of the experiences that you have. And it seems like while people have similar experiences, you still have your own unique twist on everything, right? Because yeah. you're playing with actual people and it's different every time. And um, your your accolades and the things that you find fun about the game are different. So I'm I'm actually genuinely excited because whereas I, I was initially disappointed with Sea of Thieves' lack of story. And I still think they need to add so much more lore to the world. And you and I talked about it. Oh, they, they do. Yeah. Like a game like that needs lore. It, it to, does. To carry it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, e even if it was something as instead of, you know, get it like whenever I go get the the quests from people, like there's there's audio from them that gives me a little backstory on whatever it is I'm doing. Yeah. Like, like so something. I need something. 
Well, you know, to, like to I'm to, to the to point, like, me. give me a parrot that can talk that right. almost has the ability to be like the ghost in destiny. Right. Like, oh, you know, make, make, make him like X, make, give, give me a talking parrot that is purely exposition. I'm okay with that. He could be the new Mimir. Can I call him Amir? I want to call him. Amir. Yeah, like exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, that's just a brilliant way to do it, man. It puts all that into the gameplay without you realizing it. I mean, right. it, it, it just does it very well. Yeah. So, so there's that, but I'm excited. I'm, ex I'm more excited about Sea of Decay though, because of the fact that I didn't like the fact that there was no lore, but I still enjoy Sea of Thieves. I still enjoy going back. I still get that little pull on me every once in a while. That's like, Hey, you should go play some Sea of Thieves with Boom, or you should go play some Sea of Thieves with, you know, with other people like, yeah. And, and just have a good night where we're just on the open seas and having fun. Um, and I feel like State of Decay 2 is going to be one such game where it's going to be a lot of that type of fun again, where it's just, I don't need a reason <laughs> to go out like other than you need to go get this to survive. Okay. Let's mount up. We're on a, we're on a supply run. You know, we can make whatever story we want. We're just BS and having yeah. a good time. Um, especially in the context of a stream, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm actually very excited for it. And I didn't play the first day of decay at all. I'm thinking about booting it up because I think it's on Game Pass, it. isn't Just it? Give it uh, I think. I would sure say, like, uh, like if nothing else, guys, go ahead and give the original a try, just to just to get that flavor. See, see if you're even going to be kind of interested in this game. But then again, like you know, you're going to be able to get it for ten bucks on the Game Pass. So, yeah. Well, I, State of Decay Two is going to be on the Game Pass, so make sure that you keep in keep in mind. I'm I'm just going to see. I just want to see what the if they have like a full list of games for their game pass. Show all games. Oh my gosh. Games per page. Fitty. Can I can I do a search? This is terrible. But anyway, but yeah, so I'm excited. Like I think it's I think it's gonna be fun. I think it's gonna be interesting to say the least to enjoy that for the first time yeah like i said like i said dude i i i it I, is i'm State of decay year one is a game is a on the game pass okay cool 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 yeah so, so if you if got you game guys, pass give that a go dude yeah if you got game pass on xbox uh you can use that and if you have play anywhere or you can uh you can check that on your pc as well so anyway yeah State of decay exciting comes out what on the 18th i think State of decay uh is it the 18th hang on I was thinking it was like the 20th. State of Decay 2 release date. 22nd. You're right, 22nd. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, yeah. 22nd. Oh, so, yeah. I can't wait. I, I'm going to end up reading all this stuff about it. I know me. I'm not going <laughs> to be able to take it, and I'm going to need to figure it all of it out. So. It'll be yeah. fine. Hey, it'll or be, you can save all thing. that. You could, do, you could do what I did for God of War. You could see all the stuff that you could click on, and then you just take a mental inventory and be like, all right, these are all the things that I'm going to go back and watch. After I've played the game for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Or after I've beaten whatever main storyline there is. But anyway, so that's that kind of wraps up the gaming talk, guys. If you have games that you want us to talk about, if you have games that you think that we should be interested in uh, that we aren't talking about on the cast, please make sure to tweet us and or DM us or join the Discord and hop in there and do the thing. Let us know. We will look at it and we'll give you an honest opinion. But that brings us to our next segment of the show, uh, which is our stream kind of topic related section. And this week... Uh, boom, you kind of initiated this topic of kind of finding your place in this wide world of streaming. So how about you, yes. how about you edge us in? 
so for those that don't know, I am primarily a Fortnite streamer. Now, don't get me wrong. When I play, when I want to play other things, I play other things, such as like you know, more or less did a full playthrough of God of War um, on stream uh, until I just couldn't take it anymore, and I finished like the last two hours off stream just because I wanted to get it done. And I, I keep seeing on Twitter, like you know, it's just like these people who are tooting their own horns now. For, for choosing to not play Battle Royale as though it's some grand accomplishment that you're not playing a game genre that you don't enjoy. So I, I kind of wanted to bring this topic to the forefront of, you know, kind of knowing your place in, in, in the gaming world. And I know, knowing, you know, quotations, knowing your place kind of has this pejorative term, and that's not what I mean by that. I mean, like, you know, knowing who you are as a streamer and knowing what you want to do as a stream is, is kind of important, especially when you do figure out like this is what i want my channel to be you know we've had conversations about finding your voice before and doing all this but my thing is too you know glass houses you know it, it's it's one of those things like if 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 you're swinging on the rts dong all the time like you know i'm not going to get on twitter and just absolutely lambast you for it's like so and so only likes playing rts jesus christ like what a loser like thank god i have my br like it just seems so silly to 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 do this kind of thing now and and especially like it's 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 personal attacks on people that choose to do things well and it can definitely feel that way and and i think more than anything it comes down to like you said what are you comfortable with your content being on your channel right if if you want to enjoy you know a game or a series of games great if you want to to play you know, battle royale games, you want to play FPS games, you want to play RTS games, you want to play RPGs, whatever, good for you, right? I think mm -hmm. what it ultimately boils down to, and, and I feel what it feels like to me is people upset that other people are being successful playing these games. Yeah. And it's, and, and they feel that it's taking away from the potential audience of, of a, you know, more of a variety type streamer. And as, as someone who also views myself as a variety streamer, right, I think that yeah. there's, a, there's things that you have to acknowledge. So for those of you that may or may not know if this is your first cast and it's your first time you've been introduced to us, Boom and I both stream on Mixer.com, right? And Mixer has evolved over the past year and a half that we've been there to where it was very much variety and creative, was, was kind of king. And then it really didn't matter what you played. It was more about like what kind of interactive view fe features you had and what kind of yeah. soundboard features you had. And so there was this, this kind of phase of interactive was more king. And then all of a sudden PUBG hit the scene and it became it a focus. It changed, yeah, it, it it changed, changed everything, right? The, the adding, adding the Xbox integration and then launching PUBG both kind of all of a sudden just carved out this huge viewer base that was really interested in VR. And then Fortnite came out, and Fortnite, by all in, in my own opinion, is a better overall Battle Royale game than PUBG, but it's also free, so everybody can play it. There's, there's an infinite number of people that can now access this game for free, <laughs> you, you, and they can play it, so of course they're going to be interested in it. So now that made that viewer base for Battle Royale on the platform even bigger. So if I'm a if I'm a content creator and I'm trying to find my place and I'm saying where where do I feel comfortable on this spectrum, right? Like I have goals that are, that are aligned with growth and building my community and having fun playing games that I'm playing. 
in streaming and I only have limited number of time to do so because I'm a I'm very much a part time streamer. I right? have a, a yeah. full time job and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, where where can I be the most effective, but also feel like I'm I'm playing and streaming the things that I want to play. And yeah. for me, that that turned into much with help from you and kind of smacking me over the head with the sense that me playing a different game every night was not making me happy because it wasn't helping me to achieve my goal of growth. It was me playing all these games that I wanted to play, and that was great, and I was building a community, which is great, but I was not growing at a rate that I was happy with. Yeah. And I think that's perfectly fair to say, right? Like, I yeah, wasn't it is. growing it's... at a rate that I was happy with. Well, I mean, there's this whole yourself. there's this whole thing, you know, uh, in in streaming out. Well, I I I don't see it on Twitch as much. I, I think it's the growing pains of Mixer, where some channels are taking off, and others that originally, you know, are are stagnated. And I'm not saying that necessarily is a bad thing. Like if you once again, this is finding your place. This is, you know, this is who you want to be as a streamer. But for those that are riding their own wave of of success, like. You know, there's like this whole bad thing that's going around right now where it's just like, I'm not going to discuss numbers because I think it demeans viewers. Man, that's kind of bullshit. Like, it, it's it's one of those things. It's okay to celebrate your community. It's okay to celebrate your own success. Like, and I'm very much someone who doesn't celebrate my own success very well. And so it's 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 so ridiculous to where like taking the high road against people for for saying like hey guys thank you for being a part of our community our community is such and such strong now and right. like you know someone right behind it's just like you know i don't think it's you know i just i don't want people to be seen as a number like no you can do you can do one without doing the other like thanking people for having like twenty five thousand follows doesn't mean that you know you're overlooking timmy timerson who was follow you know twelve thousand three hundred and ninety seven that's not what that is. That's thinking the 25,000 people who have followed, who have subbed, yada, yada. You know, it's not. They're not mutually exclusive principles. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're not demeaning your first 10 followers by thinking the 25,000 follower. Right. You know, it's so, it's such a ridiculous thing. You're all, you're trying to grow a community and that's, that's the point, right? And yeah. And in this world of streaming, that's part of the game is growth. And, and if you are one of the, and I'm going to, I will be, I'm, this is an assumption, but I think it's a good one. If you're one of the few that are happy streaming for, for a, a non-growing viewership, good for you. And I mean exactly. that, and I'm not trying to be condescending at all. I mean, good for you. Like you, you have, you are doing what you want. You are having, you know, doing what you love. You're in a good place. I would say for the vast majority of people, they stream with the intent of growing a following, of growing a community, of growing it to potentially become a business. That's the intent, right? And so I think that you have to acknowledge that. And so I did, and I started playing more games that I knew that that I knew were more geared towards a larger audience, especially on Mixer, mm -hmm. like Battle Royale games. I started playing Fortnite. I enjoy Fortnite. I enjoy playing Fortnite. I've been a little salty lately because I feel like for some reason, all of a sudden I'm not as, as lethal as I was couple weeks ago, but we're getting there. I think it's just a little slump. Regardless, it's a fun game I enjoy playing, so I'm going to enjoy it on the channel, and it yeah. has been a catalyst for massive God forbid growth. you enjoy a popular game. I know, but it's yeah. been a catalyst for growth on the channel, and I've talked about that, right? I mean, this past month was my, was my best month on the platform 
Um, we we had over 2,500 new follows, and I think we had over 130 new subs just in the month. Like it was crazy, it was crazy. For me, that's huge. I, I think yeah. for most people, that's huge, right? Like that's a that's an outstanding month for me. And and you know what? Heck yeah, I'm gonna celebrate it. Um, but I realized that part of that success is due to the fact that I opened myself up to being able to play more things and also things that are popular with the viewership on the platform in which I stream. And guess what? The people that, that follow on those Fortnite on the Fortnite nights and, and come, they will come hang around if they're interested in the game that I'm playing on the weekends. That is my variety game, like God of war or, you know, um, I'm going to be playing the last of us or monster hunter or whatever far cry. Like, all of these games that I'm playing that are kind of on the free time, you know, I still consider myself very much so a variety streamer, but I'm conscious enough to recognize that there are things that you need to do to kind of, like you said, find your place, find what works for you in the wide world of streaming and in the wide world of us for Mixer. What yep. is what is that content um, what does that content map look like? What does your content schedule look like? How are you divvying up what it is that you're streaming? And how, and how does that make you feel? If you're happy with what you're doing, then great. Like I said, if you, if you are streaming things that are, you know, uh, not super popular and you are super happy with the, you know, the couple people that hop in and you maybe get, you know, a couple follows a week or something and you're, and you're happy and you're straight up happy, ride the lightning. You, you are killing it in your mind and that's, what's great, you know? But for, for the rest of the people that are trying to grow and you're trying to find that mix and you're trying to figure out what works for you, you need to be open to trying new things because my balance of three to four nights of Fortnite and two nights of, of variety may not work for other people. Yeah. You know, that's just what works for me. But that's that's where I've kind of found is my little happy place. It it tickles all of my itches when it comes to gaming and and that's it. Like I I don't I don't know how much more to expand on that. That's just I, th- I feel like that's what people need to understand is it's there's no good or bad. It's just what works for you. Yeah, it, it's it's it, I don't know. It's so weird. And like I said, I, I genuinely think it's part of, you know, Mixer's growing pains because I don't feel this happens on Twitch as as much because since we are a smaller platform, we still have that that tendency to bump into like, you know, people we once knew or, or things like that, that, you know, might've been originally part of, of our stream no longer or teams, yada, yada. And like, you know, things change over time as well. People change over time as well. And, you know, and it's, and it's one of those things like, it's so weird that it, it becomes an issue when, you know, as a streamer, you need to focus on how well you're doing and focus on your content and, and not, you know, and not live, not live through other people's content for your own. You know, you have to make the best of what's out there for you. And be happy. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like we, I feel we overlook that a lot. Like there, there's the thing of being happy, right? If you're, if you're going out there and you're, you're you're being salty about a particular genre of game success. Like we we've t- we I, I feel like it's so easy to just bring up the whole booby streamer comparison because I feel like it's the same thing, right? Oh yeah. my god, those booby streamers! They come on the platform and and they just flash the you know they flash the girls out and they just get all these follows and I I'm just I don't understand it and like no you understand it. They're flashing the girls. 
There's there's a a variety. There's a a segment of people that wants to see the girls, or or stare at at some chick that's scantily clad playing video games, and that's their form of entertainment, and that's what they want to watch, and so their channel is going to grow. Yeah. Do do you want that community? Exactly. Do you, do you want someone who's solely interested in seeing your boobs? Yeah, no, you don't, right? I don't get me wrong. I get that sometimes anyway, but still. <laughs> I know, but it's like, it, you, you don't want that kind of community, right? So instead of focusing on what's making other people successful, right? But on the other hand, and this is the caveat that I think we don't want to acknowledge, good for them. If they're willing yep. to put up with the community that comes with that type of content and that's something that's supporting them and making them feel fulfilled for whatever reason it is, good for you. It's not wrong what they're doing. It's just what they want to do for their content. I wouldn't do it. I can't do it. I don't I don't have assets like that, you know. <laughs> but good for them. If that's what makes them happy, then great. But you gotta find what makes you happy in your content and and embrace that. And if that's, you know, taking up the mantle of a, of a I guess, see, this is what I, I wanted to try and avoid. Don't get caught up in taking up the mantle for a certain cause. Yeah. Right? And I think we, I think we get trapped in that. I feel like that happens a lot on Mixer. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm just as guilty of this as anybody else. In my, in my uh, newer months of streaming on the platform and, and seeing certain people you know, skyrocket because they, they caught on to the trend of playing the hot button before I did. Right. And, and knowing how to use that effectively as part of their content, you know, uh, um, portfolio, that's the word I was looking for part of their content portfolio when they stream and they used it super effectively and it helped them to grow a ton. Right. I was upset cause I, I didn't understand or I didn't want to succumb to the fact that it was a thing. And then that was part of what was feeding into the success and I, I had this idea. I think you were there with me. We both yeah. kind of had these ideas of what needed to happen to make ourselves successful or to, to be a certain kind of streamer. And I feel like uh, this kind of ties into something else you and I have just kind of been talking about throughout the week. You know, we, we, look, at, we look at certain streamers that are very large now that, that preach constantly, hey, be a variety streamer. Don't get sucked into one game. Don't do this. Don't do that. Yeah. But if as, look, the, as, as though that's like, as though that's like some sort of like purity in streaming of like, you know, you need to play all the games. Like you need to be just like us or you're not actually a real good streamer. Well, I don't think that's the message, right? Like I think the message is, is really no, like I, I think I, I kind of disagree there. Well, me, Maybe certain people. The people that I'm thinking about are are giving yeah. cautionary tales of being sucked into a single game and then having your community dissolve once that game is gone, right? And and they or and, or taking a severe hit when that community's gone and then having to figure out what to do next and where to pick up the pieces. Cause if you have yeah. all those eggs in that basket and you don't have a plan B, then you're you technically are in trouble so there's there's some truth to the hey make sure you're testing out a variety of things but that doesn't necessarily mean guys that you have to be a straight-up variety streamer and if you look at the success of a lot of those people they had that success because they did one of two or both things one they played a single game and rocked the crap out of it and rode the lightning and it built the majority of their community or they were a part of a greater community that fed into them and supported them or option uh, or option three. They did both. Yeah. 
So it's just different to see all of those different kinds of things and how they're evolving and 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 kind of what that means. So I don't know. I I think that we shouldn't we we shouldn't get down like you said. The whole point is find your place, right? And and kind of as the catalyst being people kind of attacking the BR genre and, and those type of things. You need to find your success and you need to define what success means for you. Yeah. And as long as you're meeting that criteria, then don't worry about what other people think. Yeah, I mean that's 100% this. <laughs> it i think that's all i got yeah i mean that's yeah no that's that's exactly man like you know stay stay in your lane understand what you want to do and if people don't want to do the same thing as you okay i I feel like i I got a little more passionate than i thought i was going to be about the subject (laughs) well i mean it's just been a long time coming dude and like you'll see stuff on twitter like i mean i'm to the point where i'm just like like people's theme of their streams now is self-righteousness like, you know, it's like you smell your own farts like long enough, you're going to you're going to forget what clean air actually is. <laughs> I love your analogy so much. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I think that's that's honestly it, guys, is, is you need to be aware of yourselves and be aware of your content and be happy with your content. And on the tail end of that, I'm just going to say this because I feel like it needs to be said as many times as humanly possible. Please don't don't be upset with or belittle other people's success. It's a yeah. it's a horrible headspace to be in. I well, was I mean, there. It was not healthy. It was not helpful at all to me in my content. And ultimately, when I when you and I both looked at the writing on the wall and said, "What do we really want? How are we going to get there?" and and started just evaluating it from that, irregardless of how so and so does this or so and so does that or who's playing this or or all that kind of stuff. It's how do I feel about this? Yeah. Well, I mean, if let's put it like this, if you're not willing to celebrate other people's success, why, why would you eventually be upset that they won't celebrate yours? Because if you eventually get to the point where like, Hey, I, you know, I, I, you know, I'm doing well myself now. Like I, I hope, I hope I can make amends with this person. And then like, they don't want to make amends or anything like that. Like that's still on you, dude. Like you're you're the one that set that bridge on fire. Don't right. be mad if the other person's not willing to build the other end. Right. I mean, it's again, like not trying again, not trying to get too personal. Just no, no, sure. no. Like yeah, yeah. The, I I have not had a any kind of personal interaction with any of this. I'm just saying this as a as as a whole. Right. It's it's make. There's make not sure. one person I'm actually mad at right now. <laughs> no, no, exactly. It's it's just seeing the sentiment, and I think that Alan. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if there's anybody actually named Alan that listens to this. I hope there is. Darn that way, they, they, yeah, right. That way, they can just be like, "Damn, he just called me out." Yeah, it's it. It's just one of those things. It, you need to take. You need to just have that that self awareness to realize what's good for you, and overall be able to stay positive. And I think that's that's more of where I, we're underlying and processing this a lot. I think that's more where you're coming from, where I'm coming from is if you want to do your own thing, that's fine. Just yeah. make sure you're positive about it. And in the process of it, don't, yeah. don't be throwing, you know, don't throw shade at other people, right? Like don't, don't belittle other people's success or what they want to play just because it's not how you want to do it, right? Be happy with what you want to do, make the content you want to re- make and just be awesome in your own right. 
and and whether that's that's irregardless of of what other people are doing. Yep. Because ultimately, that's what's going to make you successful. Not wrong. I think that's all we got, man. So, guys, that'll do it for tonight's tonight's today's. Whenever you're listening, this is Boom in the Night. Make sure that you follow this podcast on Anchor.fm, on iTunes, and Google Play Music, and hopefully one day Spotify. Boom in the Night or B I uh, slash B I T N. Do it. Do it now. Oh yes. And I'll, I'll let you give the Twitter the Twitter's bitch. Make sure you guys follow the Twitter. Twitter.com forward slash my boomstick and night tide. And of course, follow us on Mixer. My yeah, that's pretty important too, respectively. Yeah. And we same things, s- guys. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place, same bad channel. Love your faces. Bye-bye.